So, today's daf is Kuf Mem Vav, and we're getting right to today's daf. I believe that we left off at the very end of um, the uh, uh, daf Kuf Mem Hey, and it was the middle of a very interesting uh, account. Basically, what was what was being discussed was the uh, quest, a number of questions that one rabbi asked the other, and Rabbi Yochanan happened to have been resting at the time. And then he woke up and he gave entirely new answers to the question. So the question that is the last line is, Mipnei Ma, that's where we're starting from the very last line, on Dav Kuf Mem Heyom Beis, Mipnei Ma Ovdei Kochavim Mizu Hamin. Why is it that there's a certain, no, I can't describe it any other way, there's a certain smell that has a foul, foul odor, a foulsome smell to Gentiles? Where does that come from? So he says, I'll tell you why. He gives his own answer. Now, the answer that uh, the other rabbi gave was because they eat non-kosher food and that affects their smell. He is giving a different answer. And that is because they did not stand at Har Sinai to receive the Torah, because they, by standing at Har Sinai receiving the Torah, um, that cleansed us from a foul smell. Why? Way back in the beginning of uh, of creation, when the snake seduced Chava to sin, so the Torah. So we're saying here that he actually had. Um, he gave her the advice to have rela- to eat from the Eitz Adas. He actually had relations with her. Um, and that infused in her a bad smell. He put in her a foul smell. So Yisrael, Shamdal Har Sinai, when the Jewish people stood at Har Sinai, that got rid of that foul smell. Um, and Rashi explains that's based on the idea that uh, by standing at Har Sinai, the, um, all the people who had who were ill got better. That they, they got healed from all matters of ailments. So this was considered the bad smell was considered something that it cured them of. Oh, the Chavim Har Sinai, they never got cured of that. Lo said What about converts? How um how do they um get rid of the smell? Okay, so Malay, Avu Gabdi Inulohavu, even though their bodies weren't there at Harsinai, Mazlayuhavu, their soul, so to speak, or their spirit was there at Harsinai as well. And that's actually referenced in the Torah, the Khsib is a puzzle says, He who is here with us today, standing here today, Lifne Hashem Lokenu. Before Hashem our God, and he who is not here. So that's the idea that even the, 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 the who are those that are not here? All of Israel was there, so it's referring to the converts. So they, although their physical body wasn't there, there was some manner of their spirit that was there, and therefore they also got cleansed from that smell. This disputes Rav Abba Barkana, Rav Abba Barkana. That actually the zuma, that foul smell, did not get cured at Har Sinai, but rather it took three generations to get rid of it. Avram holed as Yishmael, 
Avram gave birth to Yishmael, meaning that there was some negative that needed to be gotten rid of, so to speak, by Avram, and that's the one. Yitzchak called it as Esav, and that's the second generation that was also something not perfect. And then, Yaakov called it Shvatim Shum Dofi. So that's a different theory as to what, when, when did the Zuama, when did the stench leave the Jewish people? And that's the story. Brings us to a new Mishnah. So we're at the Mishnah on Kuf Mem Vav Amin Aleph, the, towards the top of the page. Shover Adam as a person is allowed to break a barrel. Lechol Himeno Grogros, to eat out of the barrel the pressed figs. Okay, they used to, um, you could still actually buy figs that way. They put it in like a wheel and it's pressed into a specific shape. And uh, they used to actually have it in a jug and it would be pressed together almost like a solid mass. You'd have to cut it with something. So, um, so, as long as you don't intend when you're breaking open the barrel to make it into a usable vessel because that would be a problem. Okay? Um, now, you can't make a hole in the barrel top of a uh, the top of a barrel. Say that it's okay to make a hole in the top of the barrel. That's to pour out what's inside. This is not um, uh, this is not necessarily talking about for the dry pressed figs, but it's talking about for drinks. Okay, so it's uh, very relevant for opening cans. These halachos. A lot of them are derived from this this reference here. Okay, it's a machlokus between Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah says you may not, but Chachamim Matirim Chachamim say you can. Okay, the lo yikavena mitzida. You're not allowed to make a hole on the side to uh, for, to pour out the moist in But if it has a hole, lo yitun olav shava. You're not allowed to put a stopper on the hole with wax. Because by doing so, that smooths the, the surface. Now, Amr of Yudah, Maizabal of Neir of Yochanan and Zakeh, the story came before of Yochanan and Zakeh, Be'erev, in the city, in the Arev, that's the name of the city, Ba'amer, Ba'amer, and he said, Choshishani lo mechatos, to actually put a stop on the on the, the hole, to keep it from spilling out, you shmir, and that could be potentially a Torah-level transgression, which would obligate you to have a korban chatas. So it's like uh, the risks are great, and therefore it's pro- prohibited, according to Rabbi Yochum ben Zaka. So Amr Avoshia, Avoshia says, Gemara, Loshano el This is only true if we're talking about, when we talked about breaking open the barrel to access the figs, we're talking about really pressed figs, that they're pressed into a shape. But if they're just loose figs, not pressed, lo, then you would not be allowed to break open the jug. So the Gemara says, really? Lo, what's wrong if they're not pressed? What's the difference? So, Meisvei, um, we have a, a question. You can, I mean, why would you not be allowed to? A person is even allowed to bring a barrel of wine and you can literally slice off the top of the barrel with his sword. 
and, um, and in order to access the wine. And place it before the guests so they should feel free to help themselves to wine. So uh, you're giving it with, a, you know, with an open hand and um, it sounds like it's fine. There's no concern. So what's the difference between the loose figs how is that any worse than the wine, which you're allowed to cut open the top, basically? Sahi Rabbanon. That's because that's the opinion of the rabbis. Happens to be the rabbis do allow it. Masnisin Rabbi But our Mishnah is not going like that opinion. It's going like Rabbi Nechemia. And Rabbi Nechemia does not allow it. We'll see the position soon. So Gemara says, but wait a second. Why did, where did he see that our Mishnah is talking only about pressed figs and it's only going according to the opinion of Rav Nechemia? I mean, who told you that? Maybe it's going even with loose figs and then it's going like, like the Chachamim, not Rav Nechemia. So what's forced Rav Oshia's hand to understand it this way? The reason why he said this is, must be going like Rav Nechemia is because he had a difficulty in the Mishnah. My area did Tani Grogros. Why did it specifically talk about Grogros, which means dried figs? Listen, Peros, just say it, there's fruit in the container. Why did it have to specifically talk about a specific type of thing? Sounds like we're talking about figs which is common to be pressed and it's only true because it's pressed figs and it's only because we're going like the opinion of Rabbi Nechemia who requires that. Okay. Uh, okay, so we're going to see actually Rabbi Nechemia's opinion shortly. Okay. Tanya Chada, we learned in one source, Chosalos shel grogros vishel tomorrow. So they used to have um, and uh, basically, they used to make special types of cheap baskets that were made out of uh, palm bast. And uh, basically, it would hold the, the figs and the dates. And uh, basically, it caused them to ripen quicker. So it's like a process they, they used by putting it in that, it ripened better. So like they were, they were picked off the tree, not ripe, and now it ripens in the bast, and that's what keeps it to ripe. So those choslos, shall grogros, so shall tomorrow, matir, you're allowed to untie, umafkia, you're allowed to break open, vechotech, you're allowed to cut it, um, and all that is permissible. This is because it's meant, it's um, what we would call in, in modern Hebrew, it's Chad pa'ami. They, it's meant to be used to just take apart and that's it. It's not meant to last or be used, reused. Um, and that uh, is, uh, that's the basis why you're allowed to just pop open these things. And that's the idea. Okay? V'tani yidach matir, it says elsewhere that you can untie those, the, these bags that they're in. <clears throat> that's made out of the of the palm bast, right? But you can't cut it open. Okay, so what's the difference? So lokash is not difficult. That's the machlokas. Whether you can cut it is only is a question. Is Reb Nechemia who says you cannot? What's this deal? Even a spoon, a ladle, 
or a talis, or a knife. Ain nitalin tashmishan. They're only they're limited to be used only for their primary use. So that is the deal. And this is an interesting thing. The problem isn't the cutting open, except the problem is that I'm not allowed to use the knife for what it's not typically used for. And that's really what the issue of Rabbi is. In other words, if, uh, here's the idea behind it. If, let's say you hold like Rabbi Nechemia, Rabbi Nechemia said when it was pressed figs, the only way to access those pressed figs is with a knife. You have to use a sword to like cut it open. It was very hard. So since I anyway needed the sword for that, so therefore I'm allowed to chop it open with it because I'm using it for its use. As opposed to if it's loose, so I don't need it for the fruit, so then I can't use the knife for an abnormal use. Because Rabbi Nechemia holds, I can only use any utensil for its main purpose. It's locked into just that use, and you're not allowed to use it for any ab- ab- abnormal thing. And that's the, uh, we don't hold like that, the rabbis disagree with that, but that's Rabbi Nechemia's opinion. And that's the Mishnah is going with that opinion, and that's why he gave that example specifically of, of figs, which is pressed figs. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. question. Can you um, make a uh, basically um, you want to make a spout, so to speak, with a spear? Okay? So you just like take your spear and you poke it in the side. And now you got yourself a nice spout that the wine can be poured out of. Is that allowed or not? Okay. So, Bishabata, um, can I do so on Shabbos? What's the two sides of the question? Is his intent here to make an opening? And you're not allowed to make openings because that's like building something. He's not really trying to build anything. He's just trying that it should come out fast. You know, like it should be, you know, people should feel happy to help themselves to a significant amount of wine. And, and therefore you want to make a, that's why you're not using a very small hole. You want it to be, give it with a wide, with an open hand, with a generous heart. Those, that's the two sides. If it's for making a specific type of opening, that would be prohibited. If it's just to make it come out faster, then it should be allowed. So the intent is assumed to be to make an opening and therefore it's forbidden. So we have a question. You're allowed to bring a barrel, this quote we quoted earlier, a barrel of wine, and lop off the head of it with a sword. So what's the story? So answers, you're right. Over there, it was clearly his intention when you are lopping off the top of the barrel, that's to make everybody bring it in front of the guests. And that makes it that everyone knows you don't plan on saving any. Okay? Um, and therefore, they'll be happy to, we know we're knocking off the bottle, basically, or the barrel. Okay? If you think about it, why didn't I just open the whole top of the barrel and let everyone help themselves off that way? I'm only making a hole. Okay, I'm making a wider hole, but I'm only making a hole. That's already indicating that I don't have Ayin Yafa in mind. I'm not trying to be so generous. 
So obviously, my intent is just to make a special opening, and that's prohibited on Shabbos. Okay. Next section. Ein nokvin magufa. We mentioned in the Mishnah, you're not let to make a hole in the barrel top. Amr of Huna Machlok is the Maila. That's making it on the top of the barrel top. That's where there's two sides. Uh, Rabbi Yudah says no, and the Chacham say yes. Avominatzad, but if you're doing it on the side of the barrel top, Divri Akolaser, that's for sure not allowed. Okay, find the Diktani, Lo Yikavena Mitzida. That's what it means when it says you're not allowed to make the hole on the side, meaning the side of the top of the barrel. The idea being, um, Rashi, Rashi explains that when you do it on the top, so that's where the rabbis say it's allowed, because that's really not normal to make an opening on the top, because now you're sort of uh, exposing the very top of the barrel. Okay? So, uh, so basically, because everything can fall in on the top. When you make an opening on the side, then nothing from, like, no dust is falling in. That's a normal way to make an opening, and therefore the assumption is that you're, that you're making a regular opening, and that's more problematic. Okay. So, the Gemara says, okay, Machlok is Lamala. Aval min hatzad, divrei akol aser. But from the side, everybody agrees is prohibited. Ma'anin diktani lo yikavena mitzida. That's what it means. You can't make the hole on the side. That's shitas Rav Huna. For Rav Chizda, Amar Rav Chizda says, Machlokis minatzad. The argument is minatzad from the side. That's where the um, Rabbi Yehuda says it's aser. Aval al gaba, but if it's on top, divrei akol mutter, then for sure it's mutter, even according to Rabbi Yehuda. What about the next line which says that you can't make all on the side? That's not at the top of the barrel. That's in the center of the barrel. That's actually the normal place where you make, where you would make a spout or a spigot. So that's where it's problematic. Now, the rabbis learn, You're not allowed to make a new hole on Shabbos. But if there's already a hole there, and you're just trying to make the spout, you know, the hole bigger, most of you can't. And there are others that say that you're not even allowed to add on to an existing hole. But they all agree. To reopen an old hole, that for sure you're allowed to do. Why, why am I not allowed to make a new hole? That's because, so we're asking that what's wrong with making a new hole? I'm fixing the opening. And when I add to an existing hole, why isn't that the same thing? I'm also fixing the opening. So I don't understand, that's what we're trying to understand. Why is there an opinion, trying to understand that opinion? What's the understanding of this opinion that says that making a, adding to an existing hole is legal, is permissible, when making a new hole is not, why is that even any better? It's the same idea. You're fixing up an opening. So first you got to realize that when it comes to openings, any opening that's not meant to put in and to take out, that's not an opening. An opening is only 
if it's only to let this stuff out, that's not called a Pesach. A Pesach is where it's meant as to, pour, to go in and both directions. That's what a proper opening refers to. Therefore, Mina Torah, none of these is Chayv, because your only, your goal, your limited, your goal is limited to only to act, let this stuff out. You don't really care that anything goes in. Okay. The rabbis made a decree over here because of a lul shel which is a chicken coop, basically. What is that? What is a chicken coop all about? The oven, the yule avira. They, that, their holes, the holes that basically the chicken coop, if it's fully enclosed and doesn't let any air out, that's going to basically be very harmful. The hole that you poke in over there, the air holes, are very important to let the steam or the hot air inside where the chickens are out and to let cool air in because that's a crucial component of, for the survival of the chickens, basically. Okay. Um, now, the Imbalahosif Mosif, why? Um, because what's the concern? It, we, the reason why we don't let you make a hole, because if we let you make a hole here, you'll come to make a hole in the Tarnagal thing. But if you want to add, we have no problem with you adding. Why? Because nobody's going to, in their right mind, make a wider hole for the chickens. Why not? Because nobody's going to want to make a hole bigger for the chicken coop. You keep it small. Why? Mishum riksha, because then you're gonna let the uh, the animals that the, like the I don't know those these little skinny animals that, that, that like to eat weasels, whatever they're gonna if they can slip in, they're gonna eat all the chickens up. So you gotta make sure that the hole that lets out the air is small, can't be big enough that those animals can get in. Can access. So therefore, nobody's getting the right mind. They make a hole, they're not going to make it a bigger hole. So if you're only making a bigger hole, so there's no reason to make a xer because you'll never do so by the chicken coop, which is the real problem, real isr minat Torah. And some say you can't add on. Why? Basically, um, originally, they, 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 it wasn't done wide enough to let, it, you know, to let out the hot air and to bring in the air. So therefore, you have to make it a little bit bigger. Okay? So in order to make it that the chickens could survive, again, if the chickens have the smell, the stench inside, it'll kill the chickens. They have to have the air to let it out. And that's the, that's the issue. Now, Dorsh Rav Nachman, Mishur Yochanan, Halacha Omrim, that in Psaq Halach, we follow the, like the Yeshomrim, that in fact you cannot add on because we still consider it similar to the chicken coop because there is a possibility that you'll add on if, this, if the hole was really, really small. You want to make it a drop bigger. And that's the reason why we make Xera. Next, But to make an old hole, meaning to reopen an old existing, pre-existing hole, that can be done from the outset, for sure. Now, Amar of Yudam El That's only in a place where 
the purpose of this hole in the first place, and that we the reason why we stopped up the hole, whatever is is basically only to um, to protect it, meaning that you know like the 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 idea of the cover depends on how thick of the how strong of a of a stop of a ceiling a sealant did you put on the existing hole if it's only there to protect from things dripping in or something like that so then basically that's where there's no issue um, but avalchazik but if it's actually stress a strong seal which is actually meant to hold things, like, you know, we need it to actually contain, then that's going to be like making a new hole from the outside. And also, it'll be forbidden to make that, that hole. So what's the definition? Where's the line for each of these? It goes by where it is. If it's a higher than the wine line, so there really is no pressure that's pushing out because the wine's lower down the, 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 the water lines the wine the level is lower so it's not pushing out on the on this opening so you could put a very small little thing to stop it up and it's not a true seal but if it's lower than the water line then it's keeping the water pressure in the wine then there's pressure pushing it out that's already a different story that means to strengthen that's one answer. Rava Amar, That's even where it's on the wine level, there's not really that much pressure because most of the pressure is going down and only a very little is pushing outwards. Okay? If there's a hole all the way down where the sediment is, that's already a different story because that is uh, all the the whole barrel is pushing down against that hole, and that's a much more problematic. Okay, Amar le Abayil Rava. So Abayil said to Rava, Tanya demaseilach. We have a brayser that supports you. Bayis sasum. Okay, again. So that's Rava's explanation that even below, it's only really it's really low down. That's where it's a problem. But if it's just Next to the the wine, the line on the side, that's only a protection. It's not really feeling a lot of pressure. It's not a very strong seal, and therefore to reopen it is not a problem. What's the proof from the brisa? yeshlo arba amos. You have a sealed house. There is four amos that's granted to that house. Um, so what's going on over here is this. Okay, it's, uh, it's, uh, this is talking about in Masechah's in, in, in Bab Basra it talks about when a person, when there's houses that open up to a courtyard, that courtyard is jointly owned by the people of the house. Now, every of the houses that open up into the courtyard. Now, the thing is, is that every house, by their door, they're granted uh, four amas, outside their door that's theirs, that's connected to that house. The rest of the courtyard is shared equally. But the four amas of every doorway that goes in is, is, is theirs. Now, what if you have a house that has no doorway? It's completely sealed. Sealed off with no opening. Obviously, you're going to have to make an opening, so therefore, yesh arba amas. It has the arba amas. And that's because, even though the door is sealed, you could still see the frame. 
But Paretz is Pitzimov, if you basically remove the entire door frame and now it's just like a real sealed wall, Eilo Dalaramas, now it lost its Dalaramas. If you have a door, a house that's sealed, meaning the door is like basically, you know, sealed shut, they nailed it down. So then the rule is, the, it's the tuma. if there's a dead body in the house, the tumah goes outside in the direction of the doorway. But if there's no doorway, the door was nailed shut, so the bottom line is it doesn't go to all over to every everywhere because there's no way to know. It goes to where this the sealed door is, and even though the door is sealed, parts is pesimov. But if you got rid of even the frame of the door, and literally you sealed it like that, then metama Then since I have no idea where the where the exit point is, so it's going to come out anywhere. So then it makes the four amas all the way around anywhere. Uh, considered tummy. Um, and that's not four amas, but the, the right outside, the, the you know, right outside the wall is considered tummy because we don't know where it's going to be coming. Gufta. Okay, so what's a gufta? One second. Gufta is to make a a little, a, a straw, basically. You know, like a, you want to stick a straw into the barrel. So gufta... Rav Rav says it's prohibited to stick the straw, you know, to poke a straw through into the barrel. And Shmuel says it's shari, it's allowed. If it's making a brand new hole, that's for sure going to be prohibited. Um, and Hadure, and if it's just to put the straw back into an existing opening, that's for sure allowed. We're talking about where it's cut, but it wasn't made to measure to fit the straw. That's where the question is. You may come to cut it properly. And the one who says it's allowed, says we don't make such a degree. Okay? So basically, if it fell out, you could put it in. If it's, you're cutting a fresh one, for sure it's not allowed. You're cutting it to fit into the measure where the hole is. That's for sure not allowed. We're talking about where it was cut already. The hole's there. Um, but it wasn't cut to measure um, to see if it fits. So that, there's a fear. Maybe you'll come to cut it. Okay, tonight, which is actually machlokes tanoim. Ein chotchin shvoferes biyomtev. You're not allowed to cut a tube on yomtev. Ve'ein tzarechlomer b'shabbos. And surely you're not allowed to do so on Shabbos. Nafla, if it falls, you're not allowed to put it back on Shabbos. And of course, you're not allowed to put it back on Yom Tov. Rabbi Yoshe is lenient. It doesn't say what his leniency is, but he's lenient. Now, Rabbi Yoshe, which case is he lenient on? The second case or the first case? Elim Arashiv is going on the first case. How come is Sakimana? You're fixing something. That's for sure not allowed. How could Rabbi Yoshia say you're allowed to cut the tube on, on Shabbos? That's no way. Or Yamtiv. So Elasif, he's going only on the latter case. So the Gemara says, but if it's the latter case, Tanakama Nami Mishri Kashari, he also said it's allowed. Because um, if it's going on the second case. So the Gemara says, so obviously, it's cut. 
but it's not measured. It's not. It wasn't fixed up. Uh, and that's the practical difference. Rabbi Oshia is allowing it, and the Tanakam is not. Now, Mar Sover goes, you know, Mar Sover goes, and the question is, do we make a decree if you, where it will lead to? That's the question. Now, Tarsh Rav Shisha Braid Rav Yidi, Mishmed Rav Yochanan, Allah Rav We take the lenient stance over here, and if the, you know, to stick in a straw in a pre existing hole was already allowed, but even if the straw is not made to measure, we're not choshesh, we're not concerned that maybe you're going to uh, cut it to, you know, to, to fix it up. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. What if it what already has its hole in the Mishnah? So, um, so, the, so we said if it, uh, so in the Mishnah we said uh, that if it was already a hole, you can't put wax to seal the hole because that's smearing. That's what we said. So now going on that topic, Mishra, let's say it's solidified oil. So Rav Asa, Rav says that's also a problem. Ushmol Shari Shmuel says that's already, that's already not a problem. Manda Asa, Rav who says it's prohibited, Gazrinan Mishum Shabi says if we let you do it with solidified oil, uh, which is not really as good a seal, you might come to use wax, which is a good seal. So we make a zero. And Shmuel says it's not similar, so we don't make a decree. Okay. Amalei Rav Shmuel bar Rav Chana l'Rav Yosef b'Feirish Amet Lam Mishmei d'Rav. You know, um, Rav Shmuel bar uh, Rav Yosef um, had forgotten his learning, so a lot of times his Talmidim had to remind him of what he said. So they told Rav Yosef, actually, you told us explicitly, Mishmei d'Rav, in the name of Rav Mishcha Shari, that the oil is allowed, not not allowed. Okay. So um, even Rav allowed it. Right? Um Amar Tovas Amar Tovas Rishba Amar Shmuel Hai Tarfa da Asa Um Asa, which is an interesting thing. The Tarfa da Asa is basically a leaf that is being used to make like a spout to make it pour easily into the barrel. So that to set it up like that to build to sort of build a spout, that is forbidden. My taima, Ravyema Midifti because if I do that, I'll come to use a funnel. Because it's similar to making a funnel, and that's the problem. Okay. <clears throat> you might come to cut it to fit. If it's already cut off the tree, and there's loose leaves right there that are ready for making spouts, that would be the practical difference between the two. Okay, Beisadya, that's the next case, which is basically uh, felt. Rav Asar, Rav says it's forbidden um, uh, to basically um, wear, wear the felt as like as if it's clothes. He considers it carrying. Shmuel Shari Shmuel says that it's permitted, it's not called carrying this felt material. Because you're wearing it. So birachin, if it's very soft, that's for sure allowed, because that's for sure clothes. And if it's really stiff, that's for sure allowed, uh, not allowed. It's like, you're, it's like wrapping yourself in, in uh, cardboard. Would you, anybody say that you're wearing it? No, because it's not something that you wear. So the same thing with like hard, stiff felt. 
you may make believe that it's a garment, but it's not a garment, and therefore you're carrying. That's the idea. So, um, so now what's the machlokas? It's in between. It's a little bit stiff, but it's a little soft. And that's the dispute. Manda asar mixi kemasu, it looks like you're carrying. Manda shari, lo mixi kemasu, it doesn't look like you're carrying. Actually, Rav didn't say this outright. It was derived from a statement. What is that? The Rav came to a town. There was it's tight. There was no room for the students to gather together. Not enough room for social distancing. So they needed more space. So he went out and... They were sitting out in sort of like a public area, not a not a real public domain, but a Carmelist, which is quasi public. So what they did is they wanted to make a cushion for Rav, so somebody wrapped himself up in that felt material, and they wore it out, and then they put it down so Rav could sit on it, so he'll have like a cushion to sit on. Lo yasim, and he wouldn't sit on it. Now, Madechaza, the person who observed, Savar thought, why didn't he do that? Mishum, the Beisad Yasser, because this felt material is like carrying. It didn't look like you're right. So that's why he felt it was not allowed. But that has nothing to do with why Rav said it was not allowed. The Rav, Achruzi, Machriz, Beisad Yashar, he expressly stated that it is allowed. Why did he say it's prohibited? Mishum, Kavad Raboseinu, the only reason why he didn't want to sit on it wasn't because it was carrying, it's because there was only one for him. And there were some great rabbis who were students of his, but they were already of a very great stature. Rashi says, it was Oman Ninu, who was it? Rav Kahan of Ravasi. The two great rabbis, Rav Kahan and Ravasi, who happened to be students of Rav's, but they weren't being given the seat, only he's getting the cushion. He didn't feel comfortable sitting on the cushion if they're going to be sitting on the floor. That's why he didn't sit on it, but not because it was carrying. Anyway, I think um, even though we could really continue, I think we could stop over here. It's late enough, and we'll take it from here for tomorrow's stuff. Um, again, uh, you can catch on in the morning. It's at 7 a.m., or if not, you could get the recording. A pleasure learning with everyone.